is the chartographers. To the chartographers, it is the happy hour mix so for Outcast. I don't know why I'm doing it in a southern accent, maybe just dirty south, just getting in my soul. I don't know, it's kind of a thing. Uh, anywho, uh, we got some amazing guests uh, here in studio. It is me, Evan Sadi, it is Taryn O'Reilly, it is Shannon, I have Red Man Wright. Uh, it is or white. White. What did, I thought I said white. He said It's not like right, but I am right. Happy Armini <laughs> And Zarek, whose last name I already forgot. Badugu. Badugu. Actually, I love that last name. It's amazing. Zarek Badugu, welcome. Thank, Thank you. I know. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, uh, I'm not sure if you heard our last, you really should have listened to our last episode where we were talked about everything related to Outcast. We ranked their albums. It was contentious and wonderful, and I love the discussion. But before we have our free-forming, free-falling, uh, Happy Hour Minnesota discussion, we need to talk about the thing we talk about at the start of every Happy Hour Minnesota. Guys, legitimately, what's the worst Outcast song? She's alive! <laughs> God, that's goddamn close. That's right. Is that the worst? It's the it's it's okay. by far my least favorite. Mer- Merchant to. Angel off of Idlewild is this low key cinematic piece of shit that I fucking <laughs> hate. Uh, it is so bad. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Also, a bad note is eight minutes long, and I don't need that. Yo, I'm gonna put it to the I forget what it's called right now, uh, but it, it's 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 just Big Boy's Kid. Doing a verse. Oh, bamboo, oh, bamboo! Yeah. Oh, you're hitting an interlude. I've never been. I've never <laughs> been a fan of people bringing their kids into a, a record. I. I'm not a fan of children popping up on shit. So uh, we're not going to give you the kids pop outcast as a gift to them. Which okay. <laughs> which is if the that's song? That's the thing. I'll take it. Yeah. Which is the song that just ends with like a minute of baby noises? Because I hate that. <laughs> that song is so bad. I thought I liked Happy Babies, but apparently not. <laughs> not in song form. Yeah. Like I. I Upset babies? Yeah. Absolutely not. Never in my presence, thank yeah. you. But I no, that, 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 that was And that's obnoxious. the thing. The worst outcast song to me, I know I don't know the name of the song. That song is definitely up there. <laughs> yeah. Cause I swear I'm like, where, where are they going with this? Like what's the segue? Why why did you just choose to have this? <sighs> yeah. Cause they were both fathers fairly early on in their careers. So, yeah. like, I get it, but, like, stop. Yeah. What? <laughs> stop. I get it, but stop. <laughs> like, uh, like, Beyonce yeah. keeps putting Blue Ivy on shit, and I'm like, yo, she's four. <laughs> this awful. isn't interesting. It yeah. was kind of cute yeah. the first time. Look, okay, right, no, the okay. Time. There's two instances where Blue Ivy worked. The first time when Jay-Z made the song with the Pharrell production, where, where she was being born and they used her, like, cries yeah. as part of the Beat. production. Yeah. That was dope to me. And Blue Ivy starting off the song on 444 on the bonus tracks, where she was, like, rapping, but, like, like saying baby words. And then Jay-Z went, oh, what's the name of that song? I think it's, like, Blue Ivy something. But it's on 444. I don't know if you guys listened to... The extended version of 444. Yeah, so that has like two or three more songs. One of them's a Blue Ivy song. It's like she basically is showing that like as a baby, like she can still make hooks. She understands yeah. music, but the way they use it into the production was phenomenal. 
So, all right. but otherwise, I hate babies yeah. on songs. You know what I love, though? You know what I love, though? Big Boy's solo career has been a surprising and wonderful gift. So, how many solo works does he have? He's got three. Yeah, he's got uh, Sir Lucius Leftfoot, the son of Chico right. Dusty. He's got uh, Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors. And he's got Boomiverse. Oh, and let's not forget his side project, Big Grams. Big Grams! Big Grams! We saw Big Grams live. So Lala. Big Grams is a combination of the electro-pop group uh, Fantagrams, uh, as well as Big Boy. And the thing is that, like, they're out, that little EP, I wouldn't even call it great. It's, it's five tracks. I, I it was a very it. fun five Exactly. Well, I think it was seven. So, yeah, oh, but that yeah. fucking Skrillex song, uh, Drum Machine, is like a fucking dance jam. That mm-hmm. shit's awesome. And of course, That's, of course, yeah. I'm always a fan of, like, uh, the things, like, one of the, my favorite things that was kind of born out of this is the rise of Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like what yeah. that man has accomplished with his like career. Yeah, like I love the the rap album, rap that, music. Yeah, that, like the 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 solo album. Like his story of like JoJo's chilling, just the way he told that story of like JoJo getting up out of jail, like sliding to like a, a fucking like airport, getting some like uh, mile high, joining the mile high club, blaming that old lady. Like just the way he can tell us sto- like storytelling. Like ah, like it's been a it's been a lost art in southern rap. Of a good story being told. It happens on maybe like an album every now and then, but it's been a long time. And I'm listening to this, man. I just, I missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also run the jewels by itself. Yeah. I, honestly, I prefer solo Big Boy than Outcast Big Boy. Mm. There, I could see that argument, wow. well, especially Sir Lucius Leftfoot. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Sir For Lucius Leftfoot. Yeah. It's like a great goddamn. Like, album. I, I know that Andre 3000 didn't want to rap no more, but. I'm not mad at it because mm-hmm. Big Boy has been, has proven. That's why I always get a little bit annoyed when people add Andre 3000 to their top five. Uh-huh, MCs. But yeah, because I, it, no, it, it, same. it really frustrates me because I'm like, look, he's not even better than Big Boy, number one. Yeah, no. Number two, he has no track record in the world. He has doesn't have enough for him to even make the claim because he's been running from rapping since, like, 2000, 98, 98, 2000. 2006, I believe, was the year that we have. Yeah. yeah. On, so on it's like, ledger, yeah. yeah, I big boy solo efforts are just, uh, I love them. Shutterbug. Yeah. yeah. That whole, Train part two. And then all the work. Every time I hear Shine him and Janelle, every yeah. time I hear big boy and Janelle Monet together, I'm, I love Be it. Still. I love it. I already yeah. know I'm going to love it. Tightrope. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. It works great. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that Big Boy got a random solo nomination this year for his song on the fucking Baby Driver soundtrack, <laughs> uh, along with Run the Jewels. Like, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Run the Jewels and the Baby, dri- yeah. baby Driver? Or Boss was, Baby? No, Baby no, Driver. Okay. Run the Jewels on Boss the, Baby. I was Big Boy on Boss Baby, and I got real confused in my head. Smack the bitch the fuck out! Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of Killer Mike, though, specifically, yeah. his Twitter issues have been the most funniest things in the entire world to me as of late. I don't know if you know about this. For those of you who are listening that don't know. 2018. Uh, 2018. You know, Twitter's a thing. And okay. everyone feels like they have to say something uh, because of president. Uh, so I guess there was a lady that put up an Instagram post saying that she's getting prepared for this event. And thanks to H&M for helping her Joy get Ann ready. Reed. Yeah, Joanne Reed. Uh-huh. And Killer Mike got a post under her thing, just went at her. Like, you know, you supporting H&M, you know, after the monkey fiasco. You know, I thought she was woke, blah, 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 blah. He thought she was talking about H&M, the store. She was talking about hair and makeup. Oh, so, uh... because of that, 
Twitter went in on Killer Mike. And Killer Mike accepted the fact that he has egg on his face at this moment yeah. because he was so quick. And, you know, him with the whole recent NRA thing mm-hmm. didn't sit too well. Yeah, he's not in great standing at the moment. Yeah, and, and again... And I, cause see, I'm now that because you know I listen to nothing but podcasts. Shout out to Star Uh and you know media because that's just my thing. Especially when you you know when you're at work all day, you know you just pop that stuff on. on there. Yeah. You gotta have on at all times. So he's one. He's owned up to it completely. Two. He's apologized for it strongly. And basically, what the NRA did was. He did that interview prior to the protests and stuff in the NRA. The March for Our Lives. And he was yeah. mostly speaking about black gun ownership. Which he's but, still a strong proponent. Which he's still a strong proponent. And I have no problem with him being a strong proponent of that. But he did it on a platform such as the NRA. Uh-huh. And, and they put it out the day and they, of the And they march. put it out the day yeah. of the march to make it seem like he was attacking it. Because he even has a hot take in the thing where he says, my kid goes they, to march. They, they, they got to get out of my house. Yeah. And he was talking about how, you know... You should be in school to be able to fight this stuff, not just marching. You should really be doing something that impacted. But it it was just dumb on his part, and he knows it's dumb on his part. So he's owned up to it. But yeah, he's had like all these issues, but not once has he had an issue with his rap. Like, right. well, especially music. when you listen to those Run the Jewels albums. And thank God cool. LP came out and like was like, I'm not with that. Like, yeah. and I'm not with that. I'm still back my boy though. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And that's what you're back. supposed to do because people, you know. People make mistakes. I've, and I feel like Big Boy would maybe do that with Dre, but, like, Dre's just nowhere to be found right now. Because, yeah. like, you know, he's he did this fucking Hendrix movie. You know, he did his, you know, his almost acting career. I mean, we all remember Four Brothers, right? That was a film that Yo, came that out. that actually, in... like, wasn't the worst thing he's been a part of. <laughs> well, you guys didn't like Four Brothers? What was the, what... I thought it was solid, yeah. I thought, I thought he did okay. What's I... the worst thing that you've seen he's done? Oh, man, the worst thing Andre 3000 has been... Semi semi pro is up there. <laughs> semi pro is literally there. That's like the worst. I, I'm sure if I think about it more, I can think of something else he was in. And, and I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. Mm-hmm. That I hated that movie. That was and, not a good movie. And Andre 3000 just did not fit. Here's what? the thing. No, I, no one fit. Honestly, I saw that movie and I legitimately barely remember Andre being in it. I know he was the basketball player on the team. That yeah. was his fucking role, and I barely remember anything about that movie. It was just that bland. Man, I know there's. I remember he was Dabu in... Ooh, I remember his fucking guest versus in production as Johnny Vulture on the fucking Gwen Stefani album, uh, Love Angel Music Baby. Oh. He had two verses on that album. Oh, we're talking album. about his features? Oh, yeah, that Cause, too. Because he has, he has showed up recently. Recently, yes. I think 2006 recently is probably the most recent. 2016? 2016, that's what Well, because he did, he was on Blonde, he was on mm-hmm. uh, that Frank Ocean uh, he was song. On, he was on the... Uh, Drive Track. Yes. He's on the Kid yeah, Cudi. Yeah. Two features on the Kid Cudi album. Mm-hmm. Uh, people forget he was on, uh, what was it? Uh, Pablo, Life of Pablo. He's coming yeah. in. Yeah. He got paid money talking about 30 hours and just like left. Yeah. <laughs> Which was so, oh my God. Oh, but speak- I was waiting for that. I, mean, I was waiting for that verse too. Speaking of things, I didn't realize before we started recording, Zarek, you've actually seen episodes of. Andre 3000's animated kids TV show, The Class of 3000. Yeah, man. Where he was going to do a new song every week for the kids. It was something like that. It was like... (laughs) (laughs) It was like there's a bunch of, like, uh, misfits in the school, right? And, like, Andre 3000, like, taught them style and how to represent yourself and your culture. And it was cool because he was taking these, like, 
It was almost like the uh, the magic school bus, like uh, the way that the magic school uh-huh. bus mm-hmm. is set up. Oh, it was for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was Mr. Frizzle. Yeah, for sure. Frizzle uh, Frizzle on the Dizzle. Uh, <laughs> professor, <laughs> professor, <laughs> I was waiting for it for Shizzle. I swear I was like, yeah. someone's going to do it for him. He did it. But yeah, like it was like, you know, uh, a bunch of just like multiracial children uh-huh. uh, running around and... You know, the, the rich kid that, you know, wanted to express himself, like, he helped them find themselves while helping the hood kid who's not fitting in here, like, with the Asian kid who's like, you know, I, I've learned, my parents want me to play piano, but I love the guitar. Like, you know, it was just a lot of, like, racist. I mean, yeah, no, it was just a lot of, like, like Andre being like, nah, kid, you cool. Like, you know what to do. Just follow your heart. Like, yeah. you know, like... It, I feel like that's like, every episode. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it was right, pretty straightforward motivation. For like a season. Yeah. yeah. And then I, it was Cartoon Network, right? Yeah. Cartoon Network, Because I remember yeah. that, yeah. for sure. And then they were like, okay, thanks, Andre. Yeah, yeah. and then, I mean, also, it could definitely tell them about, like, Andre, like, I think this storyline was, like, he kind of just quit caring about, like... What was going on? Like that's why he left. Yeah, I think like, he loses interest quick and in things. Well, let's not forget also that uh, they was it twenty thirteen. They reunited for some reunion concerts too for like twenty oh, anniversary. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, it was like if people who attended, it was hit or fucking miss. Like it was like you know basically Big Boy was there and ready to present, mm-hmm. and Dre was like. Some nights he was on, you know, like some nights he was there, but for yeah. the most part, like he understood the paycheck that was involved, but like that was about it. They did like 40 dates together for concerts, but like that was about it, you know. Yeah, that's still in the flame. Like, I, I wouldn't pay a shitload of money. I know, oh, for sure. A, even if, even if Andre had yeah. been like not great, I still would have been like. Well, because we saw Big Grams when we went to Lollapalooza in 2016. Uh-huh. Uh, and the thing is, like, I remember we had a good time there, but then they did this weird fucking experiment, which didn't work, of them, oh, like, yeah. transitioning, like, between they tried to uh, Outcast up. hits and Fantagram hits. So they were, um. it would be, like, it would be, like, half, like, full mashups, like, half the beat of Miss Jackson with half the beat of a Fantagram song. And like they would Sarah, yeah, and he's like doing the verse from, like his verse from the Outcast song with the chorus of the Fantagram song, and it was like, it, just almost, didn't work. it was like almost cool, but every time you were like, I just wish they were singing Miss Jackson. I know, cause like, like in the moment, I remember being in the crowd, just like we're sick, big boy, do an Outcast song, holy shit! I was like in it, I was so into it, and then like. Oh, you just switched mid-verse. Oh, that's not as... And the rest of the set was fine. I know some people that complained about it, but I'm like, I thought the rest of the set was well, good. Well, we were also, chemistry. like, close, yeah. like, in the pit where yeah. everyone was jumping. Mm-hmm. We're bouncing. Bouncing. We're bouncing. Bouncing. Uh, <laughs> speaking of weird fucking interludes, yeah. Uh, but I you, fucking love that. Yeah, so we saw that. You said you saw Big Boy Live during the uh, Sir Lucius Left Foot tour. Yeah, so, like, mm. in 2011... I think they were coming through Denton, Texas. Fucking hate you, by the way. Just for seeing that. <laughs> incredible. I just I remember like, uh, Shutterbug was the like, man. That like that whole thing was the jam, and I remember there was like a girl that was part of our extended group. Uh, she got accepted to go uh, to Big Boy's tour bus. I remember like there were other people in the group that were like, "Nah, you guys can't come." I I kind of knew what it was. I wasn't trying to go like hang out in a tour bus. Uh-huh. Of of any dude ever. Yes, it's pinching the cheeks though. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's just like, 
you know, like, you know, it was cool. Like, people, like, met him, and by all accounts, he was a gentleman and yeah. super chill and just, you know, I mean, he, he well, he's yeah. legitimately, since Outcast Breakup, he's maintained a heck of a career. He's mm-hmm. a performer, man. He's yeah. a hell of a performer. Yeah. I would actually argue that, like, you're talking about how, like, you know, two different things kind of coming together and doing, like, greatest hits and cutting bits of songs. Yeah. I actually saw that, like, uh, done well. Uh, I saw Red Man and Method Man mm-hmm. at Red Rocks in Colorado, and... If you want to see a live event, you want to see two 50-year-old dudes fucking just make you feel insignificant <laughs> as an on-stage performer, go see Redman and Method Man. Uh, they like they knew how to play it. They were like, yo, you want to hear... Like, I had that moment, that moment of I'm hearing... I'm not at an Outkast concert, but I'm hearing an Outkast song. During Red and Meth, I had that moment of I'm listening to a Wu-Tang song. I'm not at a Wu-Tang concert. But they had his verse, and they knew to cut it there. They knew not to, like, go on. Uh, and they like knew how to mix it into the next thing, right. so it was it went from it went from that uh, to like Red Man, you know, kind of starting the Rock Wilder. Like they just kind of knew how to balance that energy, yeah. uh, you know. Like Red Man gave this hype up for Method Man. It was like yo, Method Man had this track with Mary J. Blige. It was the number one track, hip hop and R and B, like one of the first ones to do it. And and Method Man knew just do his verse. I'll be all that I need. Hit his hit his hook once. Uh, and then they cut it afterwards, and it was just like, they, they nailed it because it left you wanting more. And, like, they knew how to every song that they hit for, like, a good 15-minute section was just like, oh, man, I want more of that. And as soon as you had that feeling, something else that got you hyper was just like, let's get dirty. Like, we just start hitting. And, man. It was a well-constructed show. A lot of concerts, man. That's such a fun thing with, like, like the dynamic of having multiple rappers on something, like, uh, every rapper goes through such a period of time to like, I got my swag, I know who I am, but then to have to balance that with someone else, and that, like, like we were talking through everything, like that's what I felt like equipment I kind of was, was like, mm-hmm. we know who we are, and we know who we are in relation to each other as this group. Mm-hmm. You know what, when, when you think about great verses though, one thing that I always go to, I'm not sure if you've heard the song called International Players Anthem by UGK oh, yeah. featuring Outkast. Yeah, yeah. When you want to talk about great goddamn verses. And the thing is that, like, again, like, Dre opens up that fucking song. And, like, you know, when you think about, you know, the light opens- from the sun, go and hit me on my bum, a spaceship. Yeah. You know, like, all that shit is great. But then Big Boy's goddamn verse is fucking it's amazing. It's well, Like, I know? always tell people that song is a top five song. Period. Not rap, mm-hmm. not hip hop. I'm talking about ever. That song's. There's only two songs I can think of that popping on my right right away. That don't impress me much by Shania Twain. No. Oh. Okay. Um. <laughs> International Players album, uh, Players Anthem, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Oh. Okay. Those okay. are two for me. Two top five songs ever made. Period. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. But I was expecting thing. Prince. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting Prince on there. But yeah. Yeah, I, I like Michael more. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of artists that we've covered in previous podcasts, you listened to our Kendrick episode that had our dear friend Shannon White on as well. Oh yeah, and Listen, you had you had thoughts you wanted no, to share. I got things to say to you, but I, I got to address Taryn. <laughs> okay, Taryn's the first one I want to address. Here. Oh, he's got okay. a list. Uh, he said that his least favorite Kendrick song is my favorite Kendrick song, which is what, what? the spiteful chant. That is my jam. If I 
if I ever walk in a room and have like a, a spectacular entrance, it would be like if you were doing like book. a WWE. Oh, I, my pro yeah. wrestling entrance, dog. I will break this shit down to you right, right now. Are you are you thought about it? This is. No, I, I made this in WWE 2K like 2014. Like I made this. Like it's it's me in a robe. It's coming out with those horns at that Ric Flair style entrance. Ric Flair drop. Yeah. yeah, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. My arms are spreading out. The robe's going. And then, like, right when that beat hit, boom, I'm going big. That's when, like, the, the fucking fireworks start drizzling <laughs> behind me. It's that gold curtain behind me, that classic uh, old-school oh, yeah, wrestling yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, like, right when it starts hitting, like, two, like, right when it starts hitting there, I rip off the thing and I just hit hit the fucking ramp. Like, I uh-huh. just run down to the ring. Uh, it's, it's hype. Like, it, it, it builds the minute-long hook, how it goes through three separate hooks, the verses he puts in it. Uh, how it makes Iron and Wine way more epic than it ever was. I, Spiteful Chant is the best Kendrick track to me personally. Whew, that's that's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> that's that's a lot. It I mean, lot. what did you want to say to Shannon? Michael Michael Jordan was my jam. Michael Jordan. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about Michael Jordan and why it's. Oh my God! Let's talk about this Wait, song. Give context for the people who don't know. Okay, so in the last uh, the, uh, episode I was in, in the happy hour part. I spoke about my least favorite Kendrick Lamar song, and it is Michael Jordan. By Bow Wow featuring... Oh, my God. (laughs) And I'm going to explain again why it's the worst Kendrick Lamar song, and I feel so strongly about this. You know how people have nostalgia about positive things? (laughs) I have that for this song in a very negative way. This song is horrible for Kendrick. Now, mind you, imagine your first time... Super fan, right. Imagine your first time listening to Kendrick Lamar and that's the song you hear. That was. That's my exact story. And you liked it? (laughs) Okay. Grew up in Texas. This is Peak Wheezy. One, this young Compton rapper who's a year older than me is dropping out this verse where he's shouting out, Wayne, Wayne taught me that. And that's just how... That music video, everyone was dropping those... Everyone was dropping those... This is like the hottest thing in like the early... uh, Like... 2010s was someone has to make a record that's a first name last name of a famous person. Uh, I forgot who did it, but someone did one that was Donald Trump, like before he was Mac Miller. Miller. Mac Miller. Uh, There was other people that had done that, and I remember like like the hook, like I want to be Michael Jordan, like that beginning, that intro, uh, to like the way he came. Like I no, I take that back. That wasn't the first song I heard Kendrick on. (laughs) The first song I heard Kendrick on. Was the city on the games album? Oh my god! Which was, which, which is a phenomenal yeah. song. Which is a phenomenal saves song. the games verses. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I do feel, I do feel like even his closure on that, uh, when I, like he was like when the beat stopped because you felt like he was wanted to verse yeah. the whole track. The beat stopped and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm taking the verse." Yeah, he has uh, he has a tendency to do that too. Yeah, no, and that was especially when he was yeah. young. Uh, but but to me, I heard that and like I was just like anything this dude is gonna be like I'm gonna love. So Michael Jordan was the next track I heard. Uh, the way he brought the swagger, uh, the way he repped Compton, and then even even the way like Schoolboy Q came in on that. Version. See, and I like Schoolboy. No, yeah, you did. I like School. And was. my problem with this, my problem with Michael Jordan is one, outside of it being a terrible verse from Kendrick, it wasn't Kendrick. It was him doing his best Little Wayne impersonation. I disagree, man. It, that's what it sounded like to me, and he didn't do a good job. Of, Little Wayne barely does a good job of a Little <laughs> Wayne impersonation these days. Well, these days. So for Kendrick, it just didn't. It was just like it just sounded like anything else that you. It sounded like some stuff I could hear at Columbia College at a talent show any day of the week. Right. His I mean, verse. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's because I saw the video, and I distinctly remember being because. 
he was being playful with it. He wasn't taking it seriously. Right. And, and, I, and I, that, I'm always going to be a fan of the tongue-in-cheek rapper. Mm-hmm. So when he's coming in, like, don't worry. Like, I'm going to be behind that. Like, so, and, like and, and for me, you got to remember, during that time, that's when I'm like, just the hippity, hippity, hippity hoppiest person in the world. Just like, yeah. I love my music. I love my stuff. I love this. I love that. And my friend's like, you got to check this guy out. This is the best thing. And it, probably it was hyped up so much. And I'm like, yeah, I can't. Like, let me listen to this. And it's like, Michael jo- bounce, bounce, ho. Bounce, bounce. It's like, what? No, I, 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 I hate it. And, and, then, and granted, like, Kendrick Lamar is, is probably, at this point, my favorite rapper of all time. Definitely the best of my lifetime. So, you know, let, while I sound harsh on this song because I truly do hate it with a lot of passion, yes. I will write papers if required. Right. On why I hate this song. So that being said, so you heard the Happy Hour Minnesota for Kendrick, where we also the three of us, Taryn, Shannon, and me, went through a uh, top five MCs. Zarek, I'm just curious if you wouldn't mind tossing <laughs> out what you got, since you have so many hot takes reserved in your oven of opinions. Yo, I definitely have like a, I definitely <laughs> I definitely have like a weird a weird lineage. Are we Swaley? Salento, your, your favorite, not necessarily the best, <laughs> my your personal five, five favorite. Yeah, your personal five. My personal five. And this uh, is just for now. This is no, just, yeah. for now. Uh, this is just kind of like me being asked. Uh, KRS-One is my old school dude. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is a rough one, because uh, it's a group that I think is okay. probably my biggest. Like This is the first rap group that I've ever fell in love with. The first rap album where like I took it on to like, learn lyrics, what phrases meant. Like, I was like, I remember I would listen, like, my dad would play the edited version of this tape uh, as we would drive to school every mm-hmm. day, like, kindergarten, first grade, second grade. Black Street. No. <laughs> uh, the Fuji's the score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So, I, I I don't think it's fair because, like, it, the Fuji's, I'd have to say, is like, the, as a group, mm-hmm. like, Lauren Hill's fantastic. When she was cared about Ryman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but like, I, the female Andre 3000. Even, <laughs> even now has, oh like... That's so real. Yeah. <laughs> as someone that does, like, hip-hop and comedy and stuff now, uh, I would say Wyclef is probably my biggest personal influence. Mm-hmm. The way, I love the carnival. The way he kind of carried himself as, like, I'm the unofficial, reluctant leader. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. He would he would play with characters in his verses. Uh, you know, he would he would just be like, I'm coming verses, and come on, Mr. Martin! And he would mm-hmm. just, like jump back and forth like and that was very unique to me like uh so uh Karis yeah. one is one fuji's would be two uh old dirty bastard uh would be on my three uh, another another personal influence that i would say is like a thing i've ever since i first saw this dude i was like hooked is buster rhymes oh yeah yeah, yeah. good choice uh, buster rhymes has always been one of my dudes and then i guess that leaves me at number five which would be like J Cole, <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is this is this is the one where it's like, I mean, all of them. Like, uh, do I put Eminem? Do I put Kendrick? Do I put, you know, <laughs> Andre three thousand? Like, yeah. you know, who do I really put there? Like, like early two thousands, Ludacris was like that was like yeah, but, okay, legit Lud- though. Ludacris is underrated. Early like, peak era, Ludacris was push like, push a T, push a T on that list. Pusha yeah. T to me is the most underrated. Oh, Royce the Five Nine is the most underrated rapper. But oh, Pusha did you T hear his album? Well, the new one. Yeah, dude, I love. Yo, dude, I'm. 
Bar exam, yeah. like bar exam two was like ever since then I've just been on. Yeah, oh, both okay. both prime two and uh, Book of Ryan are like. Yeah. All right. So yeah. listen, long story short, we're starting a new hip hop podcast from this point onward. I think that's fair <laughs> to say we're going to talk about new releases every week. In the interim, though, why did Outkast break up? The fame. I think uh, the fame specifically to Andre. I think because like no, Erica Badu. It was yeah. it was Erica Badu. Oh shit! Badu, you go that shit. <laughs> it was Erica Badu. Yeah. And I mean, do I blame Andre Three Thousand? No. Really? <laughs> no. Really? It's Erica okay. Badu. I would go for it. Yeah. So, but I don't know what it, I don't know if it's like I just think she broadens probably these guys' minds to so much stuff. They're just like there's so much. I don't know. It's weird, but like, if think, if anything, Andre three thousand because it's clear even from Big Boy's interviews and how he responds and just how he feels. Big Boy, wants Big, Big Boy will drop everything for yeah. an Outcast. I think Big, album. Big Boy is like in the last two years is on record saying I'm waiting for him to hit me up. Exactly, yeah. and Andre three thousand is the one that's not hitting him up. Right, so. and the thing is that Big Boy has had fine artistic success oh, yeah. and commercial success. And I don't even think that. Big Boy yeah. is like upset about it or anything. I don't know. I don't. You say commercial success. I wish that he was bigger. When yeah. you listen to the records that Big Boy's been putting out, you're like, yeah, why is everyone sleeping? Like when he did why is everyone sleeping of on fucking, this shit? Yeah, In the A should have been a hit off of the yeah. Vicious Lives and Dangerous Rumors. That was upsetting. Instead, it's they what, went with uh, Mama Told Me. It's uh, weird because, I mean, I feel like I mean, Big, Boy, like stuff, Big yeah. Boy still does great numbers. Uh-huh. He's touring well. Like, he gets a nice it's check. small clubs, but he can, you know. Yeah, like, he yeah. can, like, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why Big Boy solo ever, and I think that's that's the that's the issue when you're in a group, because once you're outside of that group, everyone's gonna reference the group, and so no matter how great he is by himself, they're gonna keep wanting to hear Andre Three Thousand because yeah, the world is so in yeah. love with his ability. And Andre Three Thousand's done a good job of making yourself scarce enough that when he shows up on an album, you're just like, oh oh oh, you know, like right. it's just like a rare commodity, like oh he's blessed us with his verse over here while Big Boy is like, sure, I'll show up, whatever. That's great. I love it. I'll do it. Yeah. So, I blame Andre, though. No, I mean, that's definitely, definitely like the, I mean, I still think it's just kind of like, it was probably they bit off more than they could chew. Like, they were just like some dudes trying to make music to get out of their situation. Mm -hmm. They made music, they got out of the situation, they figured out what their sound was, and now they had the freedom to figure out what it is they wanted to do. I think Big Boy always felt like he knew what he wanted, where he was going, I think he's a 17-year-old kid, always wanted to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Andre 3000, 17-year-old kid, didn't know what he wanted. He just knew he wanted to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think that he knew that he could rap very fucking good. So he was like, you know, I'm down with this. But mm-hmm. as, like you said, as time as he grew up and matured into an adult, because I don't know if I like the glitz and glamour as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to dial it back and do this album for two years and tour for three years and go back in and do another album i just want to chill mm-hmm. and do cool stuff do you have a favorite uh outcast music video oh man the artist storyteller oh really all right i, I really love that song and the video because that was a video with the puppets and stuff too right i think so yeah and it, and i think the video had slick rick in it <laughs> i mean slick rick will take a paycheck these days sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would probably it would be between that and bombs. The, the guy with the thing in his eye. Oh, 
Yeah. But I, for me, I mean, I always will always remember, even though uh, Rosa Parks is like my first Outcast song, the video for B.O.B. with its just Technicolor oh. insanity yeah. was always... The purple grass. Yeah. yeah. That was Bright green roads. Always great for me. Did yeah. it, didn't they do a version of, of B.O.B. that had like... Didn't P.O.D. do the music or... They had something where like some rock band like played backing tracks for them. I don't know. I'm unsure of that. I feel like I remember there was like a rock remix or something on here. I what remember. I feel like you can work for me. I uh, remember when Cypress Hill did the alternate versions of Rap and Rock Superstar off of whatever the fuck album that was. So you, After I got turned uh, on to them by a fucking Dr. Green Thumb yeah, back in the day. Because Rap Superstar had the Eminem yeah. verse. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Gotta be a that. rap superstar and live large, a big house. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I love that song. <laughs> I didn't even know. Like, I love that song when I was young. I'm like, this song is fucking awesome. Exactly. No, because I, 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 I'm pretty sure it was Bombs Over Bad that had some rock group I think I'm wrong with P.O.D. I'm pretty sure that was Nappy Roots that had P.O.D. Oh, because oh. Organized it, Noise produced that one too yeah. in their debut yeah. album. They were yeah. such they were like such a hot thing and never took off. Country boys on the ride. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I know Zarek, you're more of a Bubba Sparks guy anyway. Yo, so I did. You know. I, <laughs> whatever happened to Bubba Sparks? Yeah, he was too ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time? Say, do we need to find out? I don't know. <laughs> I hate that. That Miss New Booty song. I hate it so much now. Yeah. Like they played the. Death out of that song, just like yeah. please. Remember the time Paul Wall uh, fucked Brooke Hogan once and then just lost his career? You know, um, like it was Paul just Wall? so yeah. Paul Wall fucked Brooke. Uh. Paul Wall. Yeah. yeah. Not, again, from Texas. Remember Paul Wall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because but it he, was all about Mike Joe's. That's who it was really about. Oh man, that that era, that era of hip hop yeah. is my for me is probably like my favorite era. Yo, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the Houston era, the screw music, the, DJ screw, the yeah. DJ, all that stuff. That's my favorite. Era. Yeah, I, I, I always had a thing for Joe Budden. I liked him back in the day. Joe, like he was you like Joe Budden back in the back, back in the day, the, not yeah. like modern Joe Budden. I mean, I, okay. modern Joe Budden, as we know, is a poet. Look, I <laughs> I like I, li- I liked old Joe Budden. I love like pump, pump, new pump Joe Budden. Pump, yeah. pump, pump, I I love new Joe Budden. Okay, by the way, can you brief brief thing? Because while we're talking about this era, do you remember the song I? Like that by Houston. That was oh, that's the guy that took his eye out, right? Yes, because oh. he went fucking crazy. Yeah. He was like on acid or something, had a vision, and literally stabbed his own eye out of his own goddamn what, what socket. Uh, I, I like that. that. I like, it sounded like a McDonald's commercial. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounded. It sounded like a McDonald's commercial to me. It did. I think McDonald's used to. Eat they it. probably yeah. did. See, I was thinking of that Sammy song. I like the. Oh my god! So I, was like, I, was like, I was like, that dude stabbed his eye out. <laughs> yeah, that Houston song was in Houston in general. I can't yeah. believe he took his own eye. Featuring Jay Weave. Oh my Yo, god! Yo, was was Houston a member of IMX? Or is that a different... That's Marcus. You're talking about Marcus Houston. Marcus Houston. I am X. Oh, my. Okay, well, this is like snowballing <laughs> into... <laughs> this is not even outcast. Yeah, anymore. exactly. We'll talk about the hip-hop masterclass. I know. And right. I'm, I'm totally... I am down with it by all means. Marcus exactly. Houston. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's Everybody in the club getting tipsy. What? That's oh, they found... Okay. I know for a brief moment, no one knew where Jaquan was. was he was like yeah. missing. Right. And then they found him, I guess. Yeah. But didn't he also do One Call Away? Wasn't that a Jaquan song? Or no, One Call Away was Chingy. Chingy. Yeah. You know what his favorite day of the week is? Thursday. Thursday. Oh my God. All right. You know what? Listen. I think we have, <laughs> do we have anything else we want to say about Outcast? Idlewild? Anything else? Stories. Any other things like yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. Okay. All right. So, uh, modern rappers uh, that you would, you would want to see uh, Big Boy and Three Stacks pair up with, like, do, like, a five-track EP. Uh, 
who would you want to see for Big Boy uh, to do a, a, like a project with, and who would you want to see Three Stacks come on and do a project with? Okay, legitimately Big Boy, uh, I would honestly say Mike Will Made It. Because Mike Will mm. Made It has legitimately, even though he's kind of shit to a degree, he's also incredible. Like, it's begrudgingly, like, the fact that it was the other year when he made Black Beatles for Ray Sremen uh, and yeah. uh, Formation by Beyonce in the mm-hmm. same year, I'm like, shit. And so, like, for that style to go with Big Boy... I would be so intrigued. And I don't forget, he did Humble, too. God damn it, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, like, he's, like, he, even though he's, like, commercial, even though he's, like, you know, like, kind of mainstream to that degree, like, come right, on. Right, like, I yeah. almost just want him to make, work with Big Boy so Big Boy can be in the spotlight again. Mm-hmm. Like, give him a Mike Will hit. Yeah. I know. I would say Metro Boomin', but, like, I even liked Love quality controls, you know, for that that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for Andre, legitimately, just because it's the person that's coming to mind, and you are putting me on the spot a little bit, which I appreciate, but I would say LP. I would oh. love to see what those oh, two that would that do together. That's the opposite of where I was thinking. Yeah, what were you thinking? Uh, I asked the question, so I'll let everyone else go Okay, first. all right. Oh, oh, also, okay, yeah, who would you want to see uh, current artists pair up with Big Boy... And also, uh, separately, three stacks. Can you come back to me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, For me, I would love to hear an fully Andre 3000 album produced by Pharrell. Oh, that would fit. That's very close, but opposite of what I... Okay. Right. So that would be for Andre 3000. For Big Boy, I feel like if Big Boy did like a whole album with like Dr. Dre... Okay. Or like, oh, I feel like oh, I feel like Andre and a big boy album with Dr. Dre would be like kill. It would be kill. Yeah. Now we're talking about rappers though. Like if I want to see like a like big boy form a group with another rapper or Andre three thousand, it's gonna sound weird. But I feel like they complement each other, and I, I think people are asleep. If Andre three thousand made like a short mixtape with Farnsworth Bentley, <laughs> okay. That and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Farnsworth Bentley. Oh, I've heard Farnsworth Bentley. It used to be like P Diddy's like yeah. assistant. Right. But he and, was a childhood friend of Andre's. That's mm-hmm. why he shows up on the fucking uh, yeah, and the, and colors. Yeah, and they, they've done something. And Farnsworth Bentley, in his own regard, has had some great verses. Okay. On I remember him on the fucking music video for kind of the new workout plan. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Fonz, and Kanye actually was like, had him on as an artist. Fonzworth yeah. Bentley, as far as a rapper, his MC, it's a different style because it's almost like a gentleman's rap in he a sense. He spoke fantastically well. It, it's kind of what, like, Jidenna is. Like, yeah, it's kind of, basically, basically Jidenna is what Fonzworth <laughs> Bentley would be. <laughs> So maybe I should want an Andre 3000 Jadena album. Yo, but, whoa, that makes sense though. So, but for Big Boy, a rapper, I don't want to say Killer Mike because you said LP, so it's like... Yeah. I know, I mean, they've already worked together so much. Right, right? and yeah. it's like we kind of got that already. A little bit. But if we got like a full album, like a full right. album... because legitimately, and I mean this... As my, every time Big Boy has shown up on a Run the Jewels song, I, I haven't liked it. I haven't liked oh, you it. Haven't? Legitimately, oh. Banana Clipper? Like, uh, you know, whatever. But like, you would think if they, like, like honed it in in the yeah, studio, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. think it'd be some... Yeah. Honestly, I want a full, like, 14-track album with nothing but Big Boy and Janelle Monet. Literally. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, if you're talking about fantasies here. Right. Okay, okay. Um, I just want to say for a second that I think um, 3000 and Pharrell on a whole album together is a terrible idea. <laughs> I think... <laughs> 
I think that they would bring out the worst in Utah. Also, instead of what you think it would have an opposite effect. That, that all is of the things all of the things that annoy me about both of them are what they have in common. Supply and so I don't you know and this is the I thing. don't see that going now, well. This is the thing. Wow and that's and that's what sucks about it, is that yes, it could go horribly wrong. Because just like with Honor Three Thousand, while Pharrell has given me phenomenal production and things like that, he's definitely gave me a lot of what the fuck is this. I come into this bitch like liquid. So, I definitely don't want him rapping at all. Can I have it like that? But but um, but in my mind, when I'm thinking about it like this, because it's a fantasy, I'm thinking if it went right, Uh like if we got the best version of Honor Three Thousand and the best version of Pharrell. That could be a literal masterpiece, but I understand 100 percent where you're coming yeah. from. It could go left. Yeah, I feel like go. that album would have a really, really fucking amazing Classic. song. Yeah, and, and then, then like a bunch a very of shit. Yeah, a bunch of shit. It'd be like some sort of like featuring Daft Punk for sci-fi, some right? Exactly. Like hello, friend. Hello, stranger. You know, like <laughs> that's all that's real <laughs> high pitch. Come on, come on, come on. So like, okay. Yo, we so, got drinking. Oh, just we like that fucking pitch. Prince song. Yeah. Breakfast can wait when yeah. you just oh, yeah, decide the last good. minute. I fucking love that song. And then Up until that last moment, yeah. Exactly. So, Taryn, what would you put? Oh, God. I don't know. You're going to default to Zarek? All right, Zarek, go. I feel like I don't know en- enough about hip-hop to give a good answer. I mean, if I'm being honest, it doesn't necessarily have to be hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. it could be It could be Big Boy and uh, it 40. Could, it should yeah, be. or Andre so, 3000 you know. and Katy Perry or something like that. You know, like, so... No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a terrible song. That's yeah. All, yeah, that's so let me go ahead and toss mine out. Right. Uh, I was saying, I was like what you were thinking, but I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I would send Big Boy with Pharrell. Big Boy with Pharrell. Uh, but, yes. But the premise yeah. of that... Uh, would be there'd be a lot of work because uh, I'd want to see a collaboration with Pusha T and Big Boy mm. so bad. I would love to see what they would be able to pull out of each other. Uh, and then for for three thousand, I originally was coming in mind with uh, putting him in with Gambino, but listening to you mm. talk, but listening to you talk, uh, I kind of changed my mind. I want to see three stacks. Uh, with the Kamasi Washington flying Lotus oh, Thundercat. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, he oh, would live yes. there. Yes. He I, would live I don't there. Even also, think, why hasn't that happened already? Like, yeah, Thundercat, Thundercat is my favorite dude, like, out yeah. there. Yeah, and Thundercat wouldn't allow him to go astray. He'd be like, no, this is terrible. Yeah. This is what's happening. You need this fucking no. baseline. Let me give yes. it to you now. 3000 needs an entire Fly Low album. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what it is? I wonder, does... I think 3000 work with like executive producers or he executive produces his own stuff. He needs, it seems like I think 3000 needs direction yeah. and motivation in his album creating process, something like that, yeah. with some of his music. So if he had that from Thundercat and like <laughs> the mute, oh my I mean, God. I would, I would even love to see him like do an extended work with like Anderson Pock and the Free Nationals. Like, but I think they may be the too Free similar. Man. I think they may be too similar for that one to really work. Right. I, it's funny that you said Gambino because that was my first thought with we'll try to with well, Big Boy actually. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. that makes sense too because to me, like, I feel like they would have some really cool interplay with like, their flows. Well, I mean, yeah. it feels, and also Gambino can sing. Which well, it's right? obvious. Yeah. Like one of his one of Gambino's biggest influences is very clearly Andre Three Thousand. Like, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Absolutely. You, you can't listen to his like maybe the most recent album, sure, but like because the internet. Uh, like camp, all of the ones that he done beforehand, like you can't not 
feel the, the three stacks in that. For sure. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we've been talking about the band for 43 minutes now, so I think we're in a good spot. In the, let me just say, though, uh, and I know I mentioned it last episode, but truly, it's Eric Shannon. Thank you so much for being uh-huh. here. This Thank has you been very a great discussion. I've loved talking about this. I've loved researching this. Taryn, as always, yeah. goes without saying. It's a blast. I know. So, guys, do us a favor. Please let us know what you think the worst Outcast song is in the comments below. Or leave it when you review us on iTunes, because that always helps visibility. Or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Facebook or any of the other things. You can always email us at thechartographers at gmails.com. Uh, or put it on Facebook if you're brave and want to have your opinion just, you know, <laughs> lambasted out there in public. We will go ahead and flambe you. Uh, it's going to be great. But uh, in the meantime, though, thank you all so much for listening. Keep on listening. It's going to will be. Have a good one. Goodbye. Great. We're bouncing. Bouncing. We're bouncing. Bouncing. Bouncing.